Welcome back. It's good to see you again, Richard. Hey, it's good. We're halfway through, more than halfway through March. Uh, big week last week. We had uh, the Ides of March, of course. Um, St. Yeah. Patrick's Day, of course. Well, and here in our, our district, we had spring break. And spring so, break, uh, right. The kids were out, and uh, I don't know that they're at all looking forward to going back, even though there's only there's only one quarter left. There's only nine more weeks. weeks. School. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're just yeah. about done. Right. So, yeah, it's good to see you again and um, looking forward to today's podcast. Absolutely. So, you know, last week we talked about the um, a topic that we had mentioned in a a seminar that we did for parents talking about social media and and technology with their kids. And, um, you know, last week we talked about sort of the dilemma that parents find themselves in when they are, you know, sort of work with their kids and tell them that the, their only job is to go to school. You know, we kind of went through some of that and in, in discussing that, but also in in the seminar, we, we presented this 168 hour solution. It's that's the, the, the name of the strategy that, that we use when working with families sometimes to help them structure time. And, I think it's a really good tool that parents can use to help structure their kids' screen time. Right. Yeah, we we talked about it in the context of of screen time. Um, one, two of the recurring questions when we did the seminar, parents parents had two recurring questions: is number one, um, what, how do I limit my my kids' screen time? Right. You know, how do I, how do I do that? How do I and then how much time do I give them? What what should the limit be? Um, right. And of course, it's it's age dependent. Um, but those were the two recurring, recurring questions is how do I limit it? And what should that limit be? And, and when we explained it to parents, we explained to them that the problem that parents are dealing with, and I should say not just parents, um, adults uh, are also... Uh, probably most adults are probably willing to admit that they're spending too much time on screen. Mm-hmm. So the recurring problem is the kids who have ki- children, school-aged children, have too much free time. Right. Now, and if they have free time, I can I can pretty much guarantee how they're going to use it. Sure. Uh, with all the devices that are available and all the information that's available, um, it's a reasonably good bet that if your child has free time, they're going to spend it on some kind of an electronic device. Right. You know, and, and when you look at the the recommended amount of time kids should spend on what we would just call recreational um, screen time, mm-hmm. it's 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 very limited. You know, parents are encouraged to, and I think that for most families, it seems at least on the surface as though, well, they're, you know, kids under the age of two should not be on screens at all, right? right. Um, right. Kids between three and six, you know, maybe at the most an hour a day with the parent sitting next to the child. That's right. Um, and, and above six, because of the way technology is used today, the, the current recommendations is um, from six to 18. So this broad range, um, you're talking about no more than two hours a day of of screen time and so when parents hear that or and when kids hear that there's mm-hmm. some anxiety that starts to develop because you know you are talking about taking a kid who's spending maybe five or six hours a day down to two hours a day right ideally that would be great but 
some parents find themselves having a difficult time. And I think you're exactly right that it's because kids have so much free time. Right. We're not doing a good job of filling their time with appropriate structure and activities. That's right. Because the question becomes, why do kids have too much free time? Where, where, why do they have all this time? Of course, one of the reasons is, is because if children are not engaged in activities, either school activities or community activities or club activities like scouting or, you know, lessons, if, if, if they're not scheduled, if they don't have things to do, and many children don't, I mean, how many times do you talk to a, a preteen or a teenager and you say, well, what do you do besides go to school? Nothing. You know, you're not not involved in any sports, no clubs, no activities. And, and go back to last week's podcast. That's because parents tell them that their only job is to go to school. So that's yeah. when you tell a kid your only job is to go to school, they'll happily take that arrangement yeah. because that frees up uh, the rest of the hours of every day uh, becomes free time. Okay? Yeah. And so so they're not in, they're not engaged. The other thing you hear parents say, well, kids don't have homework anymore. Well, first of all, it's not the school's job to keep our kids busy when they're at home. I mean, that's uh, that's not their job. Um, second, let's forget about the idea of homework as I have these assignments to do, because what parents can do is say, look, we're going to set aside an hour of quiet time every night. You can do homework, you can read, you can do but." But that's all that's going to happen during this hour. Okay, I'm going to give you an hour or an hour and a half, depending on the age of the child. Most high school students should have at least an hour of homework a night. And right. there's always something that they have to do. Okay? If it's not direct homework, it's it's studying. In even elementary school kids, you know, they are all expected, for the most part, to read at least 30 minutes a night. Right. Um, so, you, you know, and it would be great if they were doing some other academics, math or something. And there's plenty of resources, free resources online to help them with that, like Khan Academy and things like that. Right. Yeah. Because you want to get away from that idea. You know, parents say, do you have any homework tonight? And the kid will say, no, they may or may not, but they say no and say, okay, you have free time. Yeah. Whereas if you structure that hour or hour and a half or two hours, then you don't have to ask the question of whether they have homework. It's just built into your daily schedule. Right. Um, another thing is, is that many children are really raising themselves in the sense of they're allowed to isolate and separate from the family and do whatever they want to do, um, typically in their bedrooms. Um, many kids are allowed to spend many, many hours a day in the privacy of their own rooms. Um, and I, I refer to this as children raising themselves. They're, right. they're out of sight of their parents. Their parents don't know what they're doing, don't know what, what sites they're accessing. But it, it's tantamount to kids walking out the front door and just uh, wandering around town, wandering around the neighborhood, uh, completely unsupervised. So there's a number of reasons why kids have too much free time. But that's the essential problem with with electronics is that kids just simply have too much free time to use. And right. they're going to spend it on electronics. Absolutely. I mean, and, and why wouldn't they? I mean, electronics right. are are very engaging, very stimulating. Right. And mm-hmm. It's a way to keep in contact and engage with right. your, your friends from school or not from school, people from all over the world. Um, right. and, and games are fun. So so yeah. we developed and, and this was years ago. We developed this idea called the in the strategy called the, um, the 168 hour solution. And, right. and we call it that because there's 168 hours in a week, right? Mm-hmm. 24 
uh, hours a day, seven days a week, that's 168 hours. Right. And what we, what we do is we, we encourage parents to sit with their kids and talk about that. You know, look, there's, there's 168 hours. There's no more, no less. There's nothing you can do to add more hours in a week. And so we need to look at how we are spending that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Once you waste an hour, that hour is gone. There is nothing nothing else that you can do to get that time back. And so it's got to be, this has to be collaborative. It has to be um, done in conjunction with your child so that they can see and understand, um, you know, what, what you're talking about. With younger kids, it is a little bit more difficult and you want to talk to them about it differently because you're going to talk to a six-year-old very different than you're going to talk to a 12-year-old, but right. nonetheless, you're going to sit down and talk to them. Um, now, I'm going to try to, if you're watching this through YouTube, I'm going to try to post a graphic so that you can sort of see how we structure this out. But the way that you start is you you sit and you, you just list all of your weekly tasks, all the things that you do on a weekly basis. Um, mm-hmm. You go to school, you sleep, um, you are, you know, eating meals, you're doing homework. You you know, there's this list of things that you are doing every week and you want to list all those things down on paper. Yeah. And you want to do it with your child. This is a perfect opportunity to use what Ross Green calls collaborative problem solving, because you want your child to be mindful of the time that they have and the time that they're spending. Um, and this this activity forces them to think about what what tasks they have every week and how much time they're devoting to those tasks and then how much time they have left over for free time. Okay, right. so it, it's a mindfulness in a way. It's a mindfulness exercise. Right. So as you're sitting with them, you you want to again be very specific with things. So you might list things like sleeping, uh, school. Uh, meals, uh, personal hygiene. You know, some people spend a lot of time in shower. Some kids spend 30 minutes a night on showers. You know, so you want to, to list those things. Homework, uh, church, sports or extracurricular activities, chores, um, general family time, a- anything that's sort of scheduled on a weekly basis. You want to sit and you want to list those things. And then you're going to identify about how much time you spend each week doing those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not you want to make sure that you're very realistic when you're doing this. Right. Because sometimes we'll say, well, you know, we go to school and um, well, school is seven and a half hours a day. And mm-hmm. so that's seven and a half hours a day, five days a week. OK, that's um, you know, that's whatever it is, 35, 37 and right. a half hours. Mm-hmm. Well, um then you have to make sure that you're including travel time and that you're including preparation time and getting dress time. All of those, the packing backpacks, all of those things add minutes. And again, once those minutes are used, they're gone. And so you want to try to include them as best you can. That's right. When you talk about school, there's two ways to do it. Either you can say, well, the first bell rings at seven and the last bell rings at two 30, or you can say my day begins at 6 AM and I don't get home until four, 4 PM then school takes up 10 hours. 
And, right. and so you need to calculate it accurately, like say realistically or accurately. You have to get accurate numbers because frequently when, when youngsters first do this, they tend to overestimate or underestimate. Right. So you have to sort of guide their thinking and, and make sure that they're using realistic numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And so once you go through and you add all those things up, um, you, you have amount of time for each thing, you, you get a total sum. And in the example that we have up that we'll have up on the screen, but just a number that we'll use uh, for rough estimates is about 150 hours. Right. So um, we came to that in a variety of ways. You you would come to that kind of number, and, and that's a, a realistic number for a family or for a kid to have the, that scheduled time. It's about 150 hours that are occupied with scheduled activities, including sleep and school and everything else that we mentioned. That's um, right. And, and and this is your first clue. People say, well, how'd you get to 150? Well, it's not exactly 150. It's somewhere in that range. But if you're not near that number, if, if you do all of this and you're not close to 150, you, you need to add some activities because you're 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 leaving some essential tasks out. Either it's you're not spending enough family time, chore time, um, homework. Time. There's something missing in your schedule. If you do this activity and you only end up with, end up with a, 100 or 120 hours, you need to think about what you're not doing right. with your in your family. And if you're an adult, um, you need to add something to your schedule. If you do this as an adult, and, and I would encourage adults to do it, um, and you end up with 100 hours, Mm -hmm. you're not doing enough you're not busy right. enough you're you're either leaving something out or you're not busy enough you're not you're not engaged enough in in real life right a absolutely so again we'll you know hopefully we'll have on the screen a, a graphic so you can see this but um you, you add in all of your time um and then again using an example for sleep just again being realistic most people think mm -hmm. okay well we'll just put eight hours a night for sleep well, so many kids sleep in on Saturday and Sunday mornings, right? right? So instead of just getting eight hours, they might get 10 hours on those nights. Mm -hmm. well, that's four more hours that you have mm -hmm. to include. So instead of 56 or seven, uh, eight hours a, a night for seven hours, seven days, you have seven hours or eight hours a night for five days and then 10 hours a night for two days. And so that gives us right. 60. So mm -hmm. we have these numbers broken down and you get to this 150 figure. And so you, you start with your 168, you take away 150. And that means that your child is left with 18 hours a week for recreational time, time that they can use however they want to use it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's about, about two and a half hours a day. Yeah. You're only talking about two and a half to three hours a day of free time. I mean, which is right where those recommendations are. And that's, that's exactly right. You know, we're, we're, we're told, as you said, a few minutes ago, about two and a half, three hours a day. Um, and that's that's about what you should end up with. If not, you need to re rethink your whole schedule. Right. And especially considering that that many of those two and a half or many of those 18 hours total for the week is would be on the weekend. You mm -hmm. know, that's that's where your time is less um restricted because you don't have school those days. Right. Like that, I did so. this with my girls when I did this with my daughter when she was, I think she was in either late middle school or early high school. And we did this activity with her and she ended up with 20 some hours a week of, uh, and she said, well, what if I go, what if I go to a friend's house 
for overnight. Okay. Well, you still have to sleep. So we're not going to count the sleep. But if you spend five or six hours, let's say you spend six hours on a Saturday at a friend's house, or you go shopping, or you go to a movie, and you spend six hours. Well, if you only have 18 hours, and you take six on a Saturday, that leaves you with 12 right. for the other six days. And right. she was shocked. She said, my gosh. I, and I said, that's, that's exactly what happens. Right. Uh, you can't just fill your week up with fun activities because you just don't have the time. And if you do have the time, it means you're taking time from something else. And right. That's the rub. Absolutely. That's that's the big struggle. And that's how we get into these situations where, you know, it's the end of the week or, you know, some deadline is approaching and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I have completely run out of time. I, I don't have enough time to get done what I need to get done or I don't have, you know, the, the time just slipped past. And, and, you know, what did I get done? What did what did right. I do with all that time? This is an, an exercise that helps us recognize the ways in which we are um, squandering time, just letting that time pass and, mm-hmm. and not using it the way that we we should use it, and, right. and we're certainly not talking about you know having a timer out and and you know trying to be that that strict by, by it because that's just not realistic. You know, nobody's right. going to do that. No. Mm-hmm. However, when you're talking about rough estimates of time, you know this is an important way to to structure how you're living your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you want to make your goal is to make your children or yourself more mindful of the time that they have, that that this is a finite commodity. It's only you can't you know, the clock is going to hit midnight and it's going to be 168 hours. You can't create more time, just like you can't create more money. OK, right. so what do you want your kids to learn? What Why do you do this activity? Well, one is you want them to learn that they don't have as much free time as they think they have. You know, right. they they think that, well, I'll just play video games. Um, I have, you know, free time now. My Everything's done at seven o'clock. So I can just play as much as I want. I have as much free time as I want. I can spend all day Saturday playing video games or being on social media or communicating with my friends. You could use up 18 hours on a Saturday. Right. You know, so, so you have... You have to get yourself and your children to a point where they realize you don't have near the amount of free time that you think you have. Right. And, so and I well. think that I, I think that's so important because kids typically think that they have much more time than they do. But but the other piece is, you know, kids, many kids are um, are, are we'll just say time blind. Like they have, right. they really have a very poor concept of how much time passes mm-hmm. when they're engaged in any particular activity. You right. know, you tell them to read for 30 minutes and they'll act as though that 30 minutes is an eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll tell them that they can play video games for 30 minutes and they'll say, is that all? <laughs> um, so, you know, they, they don't really have a, a concept of how time is really working and passing. And so what happens is in, in my perspective and certainly from uh, with a lot of the kids and families that I've worked with what happens is because kids don't necessarily know how much time they will get because it's you know when families aren't structured with their time right kids will try to consume every moment that they can 
on mm-hmm. their preferred activities. And so, and, and we did that too, when we were kids, it, it sure. wasn't electronics, it was other things, but any moment you had, you were trying to play with the, your preferred toys or, or whatever it was. Now it's video games and electronics. So kids try to squeeze every moment that they can out of it because they don't know how much they're going to get in any particular day. They don't necessarily Mm -hmm. know how restricted it is. So when you use a strategy like this and they realize that they have this amount of time that in essence is dedicated, you know, available generally on a, on a daily basis, that lightens some of that. And so they know that, well, it's Monday. So on Monday, as long as I get these things done, then I have time to spend on my electronics and I can spend, you know, my free time is my free time. I can spend it how I want to spend it. That's right. What many families find is that that lightens some of that pressure that kids feel that I have to play video games every moment that I get because I don't know when I'm going to get them again. It lightens that because now they know, oh, I know that I have some time dedicated today because that is something that's in my routine, in my schedule, uh, that I will be able to do that today. That's right. Because one of the things that is in this 168 hours is free time. Right. And as long as you're taking care of your responsibilities, you have earned free time. Nobody's going to take it away. Right. Um, You have free time. It's part of your life. It's part of your daily life. And once they know that they can count on that, Mm -hmm. they're more... Um, able, they're more willing to do what they're supposed to do because they know that at the end, I have free time. I can count on that. Every night, I know that I can count on this free time to play video games or do whatever you want on social media. Absolutely. And so then parents will ask, well, what do I do? What about when, you know, if their grades are starting to suffer or they're they're mm-hmm. not doing well in school? Well, then you you look at your, your time menu, your right. time schedule, mm-hmm. And you say, okay, well, your grades are not doing well. So that means we need to beef up this amount of time that you're spending on homework and studying. So instead of 30 minutes a day, that needs to go up to an hour a day. That time has to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Free time is what is the time that's left. And so that's where the time is going to come from. That's right. Yeah. If you're not a punishment, I'm not taking the games and things away from you. It's just, we have to allot this time to accomplish Mm -hmm. these tasks. That's right. Yeah. If you're, if you um, have three hours of free time every day, but your grades are slipping, then you have to adjust the schedule. But now you have a, a, a now you have a reference you have a reference point and you have a context in which to make those adjustments. Right. Imagine how wonderful how how helpful this would be for a kid going off to college, mm-hmm. who you know has been managing his schedule this way, right for for all of middle school and high school they've already been introduced to the idea that first of all, you take care of your responsibilities and then you have free time right. and they go to college with that mindset, you know, then, then they don't have that huge adjustment to make about how do I handle my own schedule? Right. A- absolutely. And, and I like what you said that, you know, when you think about what kids gain from this, it, it, it is that, that there's not, there's not as much free time as they think that there is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and no matter no matter what, and unless unless there's a situation, as you said a minute ago, where the kid just really doesn't have any responsibilities at all, um, mm-hmm. they sort of live in the house as though they're a guest. You know, <laughs> it's just they're there and there's room service, and you know they they are taken care of that way. Right. Um, otherwise, kids have responsibilities to the point where there's not that much free time. That's right. That's right. And one of the things they should be doing 
is they should have regular chores. And we talked about that last week and their, their age appropriate chores from um, age two on. Um, and um, so you have that time. You also have um, this idea that you're not a guest, the idea that you have to contribute. And parents will say, well, should I give my kid an allowance? Oh, no, because nobody else gets an allowance. But not, you, not for doing chores. Yeah, you have this house. You live in a house that has to be taken care of. Um, there are common rooms and private rooms. You have bedrooms and you have common rooms and you have bathrooms. All that has to be cleaned by somebody. And nobody gets an allowance for doing that. Uh, you do it because you live there. And if you, you live, if you live with somebody else, you know, um, people go off to the army and they, <laughs> they have to clean their own barracks. You know, it's the first right. time. No, you teach these things while kids are still at home. Um, no, you don't get paid for taking care of your house or your belongings. Uh, those are your belongings. They're your responsibility. You don't get paid for doing your own laundry. I've, I've never been paid for doing laundry. No. So that, that's a false, um, that's a false reality, um, is that you should get an allowance for doing this. If you need to make more money, there are other ways to do that. There are special tasks and you can work that out um, in your family somehow. Right. The other thing we always stress with families is you need to get you you don't want children to have this idea that they only have one task, because if you want to prepare somebody for adulthood, you have to prepare that person to assume response, multiple responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody has just one job. You know, um, parents work and take care of a house. Parents work and take care of cars. Um, and so you don't want to give kids the impression that. They just have one task. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We we all have multiple things that we have to do. And and many of those things are not necessarily things that we want to do, but it's things that we have to do to to maintain our living space or, you know, maintain the the lifestyle that we're trying to live. And Mm -hmm. and we just have to. There's just not not an option. Um, You know, again, there, there are families where the the kids kind of um live through the house and someone goes behind them and picks up things and cleans up things and you know you're not really teaching your kids that they have responsibilities right it's teaching them that they can do what they want to do what they're naturally doing and that somebody else is going to take care of all of the details someone else is going to take care of the messes right that's not how real life works real life works by we all have multiple responsibilities Right. That's right. And and we want kids, what, what we want them to learn is, first of all, you take care of your responsibilities, then you have free time. I mean, that, that's the equation. And I would I would advise parents to think of time and money in the same way. Right. You know, you, you have you have this amount of time. You have this. Par- many parents work hard to teach their kids about money. You know, there's this much money and you have to do this and you have mm-hmm. to do this and you only have a finite amount. And so they work to talk about money, but but time is exactly the same kind of commodity. There's an there's a finite amount of it, and you have to use it wisely. You have to you have to be careful and mindful about how you're using your time. Uh, absolutely. So, so the, the 168 hour solution is you know there, there's not a a perfect solution to fix all of our uh, all of our woes, but we have found that this is a very effective strategy. 
for most families or for many families to help them structure some of that time, answer those questions, as you said, answer those questions that are kind of tough to answer as far as how much time should I allow? Right. What mm -hmm. is the right amount of time? How do I limit it? How do I, you know, what should they be doing? Um, it's a, it's a nice way to structure it. And again, it's, you emphasized it earlier. It, when you do it in a collaborative way, when you're mm -hmm. sitting down with your child and talking them through it, right. being realistic about the time, they, they will recognize, they will be able to see it. I mean, there's, it's, they're, they're concrete numbers. I mean, right. there is no more than 168 hours. There, there's <laughs> nothing you can do to get more. No matter how hard you squeeze it, you're not going to get any more than 168 hours. That's right. So um, give the, give this uh, strategy a try. Let us know how it works for you. Um, we're, we're always looking for, for more strategies, more ways to help with these kinds of issues. But, um, you know, we find that anytime you can have the opportunity to work with your kid, avoid conflict, avoid arguments, avoid just being in a situation where the parent is dictating to the kid, this is just what it is, because that's just right. to create conflict. Mm -hmm. um, whenever you can avoid that, but still get the outcome you're looking for, that that's all the better. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for this week. All right. See you next week. I'll see you next week. Until then, stay okay. happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. <laughs>